1: The name Dallas Taylor is pink, yellow and blue to me. And Taylor for me is purple and orange and pink.
2: The sound of Dallas Taylor's voice is a blue to black and very it's very sparks. Sparks across my chest. But it uh, it has a it has a softness to it. It's not like a sharp, it's like a soft spark that kind of pops as he speaks.
1: The name Dallas Taylor tastes like a chip with some meat on it and dinner rolls.
0: The people you just heard have a neurological condition called synesthesia. People with synesthesia, called synesthetes, experience sounds, tastes, and even numbers and letters in combination with their other senses. So, for example, taste might have a color. Or hearing a song might produce a physical sensation on their skin. Or a name like Dallas Taylor might taste like a chip with some meat on it and dinner rolls. Synesthesia may sound unusual, but it's actually more common than you might think. Studies suggest that as many as 1 in 25 people have some form of it. We know a fair amount about it now, but for a long time, scientists weren't even sure that it existed.
3: Back in the 70s, when I started with this, you know, the the dogma at the time is that we had five senses that traveled along single tubes, as it were, and there was no mixing between the two. I mean, that was the dogma. That's neurologist Richard Saitoik, Before the word
0: synesthesia was widely known, he stumbled across the term by chance in the med school library.
3: I used to go down to the sub-basement of the library in medical school while I browsed these old dusty books that nobody had checked out in a long time. And I came across Luria's book on the mind of a mnemonist that is a memory expert. And the reason that he could remember limitless amounts of information is that he had a five-fold synesthesia. He had all these extra hooks to hang things on. And I thought, ooh, but a cool word. Everybody knows anesthesia, no sensation. Synesthesia means joined or coupled sensation. That's pretty cool. So I filed that away in the back of my head.
0: The first time Dr. Saitoak encountered someone who actually
3: had synesthesia was when he was invited to a dinner party. My new neighbor invited me over to meet some friends. And he delayed our seating by saying, Oh, it'll be a few more minutes. There aren't enough points on the chicken. So his friends laughed and said, Ha ha, Michael, what are you smoking now? But uh, the host, Michael Watson, turned to me and said, Oh, you're a neurologist, maybe you understand. When I taste something, I feel it on my face and in my hands. It's an intense flavor, a feeling sweeps down my arm, and I feel shape, weight, texture, and temperature, as if I'm actually grasping something.
0: Michael Watson would later become the main subject of Dr. Cytoic's book, The Man Who Tasted Shapes. But when Dr. Cytoic first told his colleagues about Michael, they were pretty skeptical.
3: They immediately said, well, what's his CAT scan show? And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. He doesn't have a hole in his head, something missing. He has something extra. And they looked at me like I was insane. And they said, man, this is too weird, too new age. You better stay away, because it's going to ruin your career.
0: A CAT scan can show you the physical state of someone's brain, but it can't tell you much about brain activity.
3: The CAT scan would not show anything because it couldn't possibly be seeing anything that had to do with behavior. I mean, if somebody had, my memory's no good, you wouldn't give them a CAT scan because that wouldn't show anything. I mean, you have to remember that a dead person has a normal CAT scan because it's a test of anatomy, just seeing that the pieces are all there.
0: Because synesthesia doesn't show up on a CAT scan, Dr. Saitoak had to soldier on in the face of some pretty intense doubt.
3: Well, the first 15 years, I dealt with incredible hostility, like my colleagues. This is going to ruin your career. And people witheringly would say, oh, this cannot possibly be a real brain phenomenon. They're just making it up. They just want attention. They're simply remembering refrigerator magnets or coloring books. And that's why A is red and D is green and so forth. Or these are just artists. And everybody knows that artists are all crazy. Lots of doctors just assume these people have taken too many drugs. And then, of course, the last would be, well, they're just having residual hallucinations from their drug use. Pot and LSD in the past. So I was really fascinated by the hostility of the reaction, because basically this is just a first-person experience. And so what's the harm in looking at it? But this is like, don't go there. This is like the evil vampire. You've got to hold up a cross and garlic. Don't you dare look at this thing.
0: But as brain imaging improved, neurologists like Dr. Saitoic were able to prove that people with synesthesia had measurable
3: differences in their brains. So it took the new functional scans, the functional MRI and magnetic resonance scans, to start to show that there were differences. A person who had colored hearing, they saw colors when they heard words, and you put them in a scanner. Sure enough, when you read them English words or even nonsense words that sounded like words, the color area of the brain uh, activated, and you could see that. So yes, they were seeing colors.
0: In other words, Dr. Cytoic was proven right.
3: I was saying, synesthesia is real. And maybe it's our theories that need to change. And that turned out to be true. So we've totally revised the way we think the brain is organized.
0: The area of the brain that registers color is called the V4. If you want to find your V4, it's at the back of your head, just up a bit from where your spine reaches your skull. In an MRI, you can watch the V4 light up when someone sees a color. But for synesthetes like 20K listener Andy Blaine, the V4 is also activated by music.
1: Every single song is one big moving painting. So like, to me, certain drums are more colorful and like a blast of color. For example, I'm trying to think of what Bjork song it would be. Innocence. Yeah, that song has a lot of kick drums in it and a lot of bassy kind of percussion. But Venus as a boy has this shiny bell type of percussion. And to me, that's visually very satisfying.
0: For Andy, a dense song can conjure a fantastic light show.
1: Pluto is a song in which this really speedy, glitchy techno beat runs throughout the whole thing. whole big moving picture of color, shape. It's like a sharp beat that's a bunch of little lights together. Her voice is very like dewy and wet and like shiny. Shiny like you would see on like a really nice piece of wood, not shiny in the sense of metallic. And then the strings are kind of like a big blanket of, well, it does look like strings to me, but in a very colorful, wispy way. That kind of blankets the song.
0: When someone with synesthesia says a name tastes like noodles or a song feels like electric sparks, they're not being metaphorical. That's actually how their brain experiences those things. David Hopper is another listener with synesthesia. Specifically, David has audio-tactile synesthesia and experiences sounds as physical touch.
2: Some sounds have, like, a rubber texture. A trumpet, for example, when, uh, when I hear the sound of a trumpet, it's like a tennis ball being rubbed across my forearm. Not rolled, but rubbed. And it generally has a green color to it.
0: David works at a noisy restaurant, so he has to filter out a lot of sounds. Otherwise, he's at their mercy.
2: So uh, a restaurant I was working in at one time, whenever, whenever they clean the grill top with a brick, it's like a big brick of pumice, but it's black. Anyhow, it would, ah, it would do this, this squeak and it hurts, but it makes me instantly angry. Another one was a, um, a big box of plastic spoons. The bottom fell out and all the spoons spilled on the floor and that literally felt like ripping up on my skin. The public transit train has a bell whenever it goes over crossings that literally shoots and it feels like red needles, like black to red needles shooting up my elbows. Kind of a painful one, but it's not so painful that it's debilitating. There's a walkway that goes under a a pretty busy bridge and it has this weird grate. And whenever I walk under that bridge, that's a weird one because it literally blacks out my vision and I lose all sense of like, if I'm facing north, south, up, down, literally I just call it shutting me down. You know those like mini home meditation fountains? Like the water trickle running all the time? Those aren't a very pleasant feeling for me. It's like a, a almost like a thing would crawl up my spine. Like you would think of like a, like a big millipede or centipede crawling up your spine. I don't physically see it. It's
0: just like how I feel. But David has plenty of positive experiences with synesthesia too.
2: I really like classical music. I like pure instrumentals. Claire de Lune is one that really just has this flowing, velvety feeling that just kind of runs across. And it's a blue green, almost like a sea foam. But it rises and falls as well as the color does, too. It'll get darker and lighter as it goes through.
0: The exact cause of synesthesia is still unclear. We know it's at least partially genetic, but it likely involves multiple genetic factors interacting with each other. So unfortunately, there's no single synesthesia gene that we can test for. As for why this condition evolved in the first place, one theory is that it helps with creative thinking. In fact, studies indicate that synesthesia is about seven times more common in artists, poets, and novelists than it is in the rest of the population. In recent years, lots of famous musicians have spoken publicly about having synesthesia. That's coming up after the break. For me, the hardest part of hiring is narrowing down the search, and that's where Indeed can help. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million visitors every month. That makes it the world's largest platform for finding skilled staff. In fact, during the time it'll take me to read this ad, 23 people will have been hired on Indeed. Whenever we list a job, we get a lot of applications. So many of them are from brilliant and talented people, but it can be really hard to have those applications rise to the top. With Indeed's Smart Matching Engine, that process becomes a lot easier. And over time, the matching engine learns your preferences. The more you use it, the more efficient it becomes. According to a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers said that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. Right now, our listeners can get a $75 sponsored job credit at Indeed.com slash Hertz. That's Indeed.com slash H-E-R-T-Z. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Synesthesia is a condition where the experience from one sense shows up in another sense, so a person might see sounds or taste colors. Here's how Heather, a 20,000 Hertz listener, describes her experience.
1: I have audio tactile synesthesia, which means that I feel the sounds that I hear. To give you some examples, uh, Stephen Fry's voice feels like a heavy fleece blanket pulled fresh and warm from the dryer.
0: This is what Stephen Fry sounds like. So I'm trying in the books to recreate the, the relaxed feeling of sitting around a fire listening to stories, which I think is a
1: primal thing, listening to them together. That's one of the pleasant examples. Um, the frogs in Puerto Rico that go, kooky, kooky, uh, they feel like wet, fat, cold raindrops on my skin.
0: Some people even experience multiple forms of synesthesia. Here's Joelle Salinas, a neurologist and scientist who also has synesthesia. So, for example, for me, tastes can also have sound tied to them. So if I bite into a strawberry, especially if it's barely ripened, uh, I experience the sound of crashing cymbals as well as little tinges of aqua, kind of little splashes of aqua. But in the other direction, with sound being translated into a visual experience. Um, Specifically, uh, I think about the trilling clarinet of Rhapsody in blue. And almost always, it'll evoke this kind of bright, slithering, serpentine figure at the base of my tongue that tastes like blueberries perfumed lightly with fresh tire tread. Sometimes the synesthetic experience can be even stronger than the regular experience from that sense. So, while a fire truck might look red, the siren noise it makes might seem so green that the person thinks of fire trucks as being more green than red.
3: I think of one linguist who has colored taste. And he also has colored music and all that. But he loves blue foods. But his blue foods are milk, which is white, oranges, which are orange, and meat, which is sort of reddish purple. But they're all really blue. And he has a favorite concoction that he makes called chicken a la mode. And this consists of a bed of spinach on which he puts a sauteed chicken breast topped with a scoop of vanilla ice cream and drizzled with orange juice concentrate. Now, he only makes this when his wife is away because she thinks it's disgusting. But for him, he says, it is so intensely blue. Everything is blue. There's different shades of blue. They're moving, they're overlapping, and every bite is just fantastic.
0: But having synesthesia allows people to do more than just enjoy a fantastically blue meal. It can also inspire creativity.
3: So the painter David Hockney started painting sets for operas, and he had never painted for music before. And there was an interview in Art in America with him, and he's talking about in the Ravel opera, Le de Sortierge, he talks about painting the tree, and he says it has a certain weight to it. And I thought, well, what do you mean it has a weight to it? And he's saying things like the shapes dictate themselves, his arm just moves according to the music where the blue has a certain gravity to it.
0: Dr. Saitoek suspected that David might be a synesthetic, so he reached out.
3: And he wrote back after about four months and said, Dear Dr. Saitoek, I've carried your letter around with me all these many months wondering if I should answer. That is, would a scientific inquiry destroy the magic of his experience? And, of course, it didn't. So I visited him out in Los Angeles for two days. We did some experiments. And, uh, indeed, he is synesthetic.
0: There have also been lots of famous musicians who've spoken publicly about having synesthesia. Here's Lord talking to late-night host Seth Myers about how having synesthesia affects her music.
2: So for me, um, music
0: and words kind of have colors and textures and forms. um, And it's like this weird abstract thing, but making music is like a really visual process for me. Lord goes on to say that she tries to avoid describing music in terms of color when she's working with people in the studio.
1: Yeah, I try hard to um, keep the color things away from like synesthesia muggles because I feel like it's super annoying. But um, I I would definitely like, (laughs) I would kind of, (laughs) I would slip and be like, uh, it just doesn't look very nice. And he would be like, what do you want me to do with that information? Like, you can't, can't, there's, there's nothing there.
0: Billie Eilish says the condition makes her approach her art from every angle possible. Here she is in one of YouTube's Artist Spotlight stories.
1: I think visually first with kind of everything I do. And also like I have synesthesia, so everything that I make, I already am thinking of what color it is and what texture it is and what day of the week it is and what number it is and what shape.
0: In an interview with the Zach Sang radio show, Billy describes how she associates her song, Bad Guy, with the number seven.
1: Duh. I don't know why. I think it's because Bad Guy is yellow in my head and the number seven is yellow. And the ending of Bad Guys is like red part (laughs) in my head. Like it's red.
0: (sighs) Other musicians who have described experiencing sound as colors include Duke Ellington, Stevie Wonder, Billy Joel, Pharrell Williams, and Kanye West. Synesthesia may have even inspired one of the most famous rock songs of the 60s. Guitarists often call a dominant 7 sharp 9 chord the Jimi Hendrix chord because Hendrix used it so often. But Hendrix himself allegedly called it the Purple Chord and wrote his song Purple Haze around it. Jazz musician Adam Neely says that having synesthesia helps him remember the notes on the neck of his bass guitar. This is from a video on his YouTube channel.
3: When I visualize notes and patterns on my bass guitar, they are colored. This fret right here is green because it's an F. The fret right next to it is purple because it's an E. If I use a different tuning system, the colors change, but only after I've relearned where the notes are.
0: Adam isn't alone in using those extra associations to help remember things. In 2004, synesthete Daniel Tammet sat in front of an audience at the Oxford Museum of History and Science and correctly recited the first 22,514 digits of pi. Here he is telling David Letterman about it. So what I'm doing is I'm visualizing numbers. When you look at a number, when you look at, say, 43, you just see the number 4 and 3, like most people do. But when I'm looking at numbers, you know, whatever number it is, I'm seeing colors and shapes Mm -hmm. and textures. It's something called synesthesia Mm -hmm. because my brain is working in such a way that I'm looking and also experiencing color. Mm -hmm. So it's two senses
3: combined. When you test synesthetes memories with standard tests, they indeed do perform extremely high. Basically, what synesthesia is doing is hyper-connecting or making more connections between two or more different brain areas. This memory boost might
0: also help explain why this
3: condition has been
0: passed down through thousands of years of human evolution. In prehistoric times, being able to remember which berries are edible and which ones are poisonous could have a pretty big impact on whether you survive or pass on your genes. Now, it's tempting to think of synesthesia as a kind of binary situation. You either have it or you don't. But it's really a matter of degree. On some level...
3: We're all synesthetes. We're not consciously aware of all these cross-connections happening all the
0: time. For example, when we talk to someone face-to-face, we rely on lip-reading a lot more than we realize.
3: We don't think we do, but the louder it gets the more we have to look at what a person is saying to understand what what it is that they're saying. You know, even bad ventriloquists convince us that the dummy is talking, and that just shows us how strongly speech and movement are are linked. Cinema is another example where we're convinced that the dialogue is coming from the mouths on the screen rather than the speakers that are surrounding us. That's synesthesia, but we never think of it that way because it's so common. Whereas if you were to start seeing music, you would think, oh, this is really weird. This is, wow, this is something new. Um, but it's not.
0: A lot of people also get a tingling sensation in the back of their head when they listen to ASMR videos. Would you like me to make some tea, maybe a bagel with cream cheese? Other people get goosebumps or feel a chill down their spine when they listen to certain types of music. These could all be considered forms of audio-tactile or audio-touch synesthesia, since sounds are triggering a physical sensation in your body. There's still a lot about synesthesia that we don't understand. But what we do know is that what's going on inside the brain of a synesthete is a natural extension of what's happening in all of our brains. And that's what makes it even more absurd when people accuse synesthetes of lying about their condition.
2: There's people, when I talk about it, you know, the naysayers that come about are just, you know, you're crazy, you're just being weird, this isn't a real thing. And I'm just like, all right, whatever.
1: One time someone was like, oh, what's the color of this word? And I, you know, just hesitated because I was like zoning out. And they were like, well, you don't have it then. You're making it up. And I was like, no, (laughs) I've had this my whole life
0: while the vivid description synesthetes give might sound strange, for the people who have this condition, experiencing life in this way is totally normal.
2: It's just kind of how we exist for us that are synesthetes. And it's like you don't feel your shirt that you're wearing until somebody points it out. Um, you don't realize your glasses are on you until I point that out. And then you're like, oh, those are there. Now I feel them. It's kind of the same, same thing. I don't I don't realize that I'm feeling these things until I really focus in on it.
0: No one we talked to said they wish they didn't have synesthesia. For them, it's just part of who they are. Here's Kylie again, the synesthete who tastes the names of the people she meets.
1: It never really annoys me because I'm just used to it. Like, it's just been my whole life that words occur as foods in my head. (laughs) That's just the way I experience things. It just kind of opens your mind in a way that is unique. And it just makes you think differently about things. So it's it's a positive experience for me. It's called a neurological condition, and it's not a disorder. I guess that's what I want people to know. That it's like actually enhances life for me. And I'm very thankful that I have it.
2: It's not debilitating, and it's not setting me back in any way. So... It's not like something that can be fixed or cured, nor would I want it to be, because, you know, it's just my existence.
0: 20,000 Hertz is produced out of the sound design studios of Defacto Sound, the Sonic source for the world's most thoughtful ads, trailers, and games. For a little Sonic inspiration, follow defacto sound on Instagram. This episode was written and produced by Lindsay Redifer and me, Dallas Taylor. with help from Sam Sneebly, It was story edited by Casey Emerling. It was sound designed and mixed by Joel Boyder and Nick Spradlin. Thanks to Dr. Richard Cytoic for speaking with us. You can explore his work at cytoic.net. That's c y t-o-w-i-c.net. And thanks to everyone who responded to our call for people with synesthesia, including Heather, Ray, Andy Blaine, David Hopper, Kylie Hansen, and Joelle Salinas. If you'd like to learn more, be sure to check out Joel's book, Mirror Touch: a memoir of synesthesia and the secret life of the brain. And as always, you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, on our subreddit, or by writing hi at 20k.org. Thanks for listening. Over 100,000 people listen to our show, but less than 0.4% of them make a monthly contribution. If we could bring that number up to 1% or even 2%, it would pretty much guarantee that 20,000 hertz can stick around for a long time. Setting this up only takes about 30 seconds. And once you do, you'll immediately get an ad-free feed of the show in return. So you can listen to 20,000 hertz in this very podcast app without ever hearing another ad, or a message like this one. Now, if you can't contribute, that's totally fine. Keep enjoying the show as is. But if you can afford it, that $4 a month goes a long way. To help us reach our goal of 1% or 1 in 100 listeners, visit 20k.org donate or click the link in the show description.